It is Friday, March 1st, 2024. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Are we wearing our matching unis today or what? We look great. A little blue, a little black. Uh, you're like in this awesome hotel room, a suite like you oh, always get from the yeah. NFL. Yeah. It's good to see your face, my friend. Yeah, same here. Um, last time I, I chatted with you, we FaceTimed while you were on vacation with all of your uh, hoity-toity buddies. I could not believe the place you were at skiing. It was... I'm jealous of your life. I am. I'm jealous. I have to admit, I'm stuck in a hotel room here in Indianapolis for like the second time in three weeks. And you're out, dude, God knows what, out in Utah. I was skiing, a little apres ski. No, I have a good life, Chris. I will yes, never uh, say otherwise. And I want to apologize for it either. I worked hard for it and I'm grateful for it. How about that? You should be. You should be. I wish everybody could have been on our FaceTime call. Let's just say you were not wearing anything blue no. or white under it. It was too much uh, skinless ploof. I don't All think right, I had any get... clothes on. No, <laughs> I think it's quite possible, actually. Uh, let's get to it. We had a fun one on Thursday. Uh, Orioles, Pirates, spring training. Usually you're like, okay, let's just get our work in. Everybody get healthy. But this was a pair of number one overall picks going at it for the first time as Paul Skeens was on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jackson Holiday was uh, in the batter's box for the Baltimore Orioles. Grounded out on a 102-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, first of all, let's just start with a video. The minute we found out that these two guys were going to be going against one another, one of the two regional networks should have picked up the game, right? You don't, you don't even have to pick up the game. I thought the exact same thing. Like, But you don't have to pick up the game and have people calling it. But like, let's get some cameras down there. Like you have photographers, you have the, the video equipment. Like, let's have some congratulations. Like it was the Zapruder film for uh for spring training baseball. That's not the question I wanted to ask, though. The question I'm gonna ask is you're allowed to only invest stock in one of those two guys moving forward. Which one are you taking? You know, I usually hate these questions, Chris. Yes, you I know do. that's why you put them in there, but I actually like this one because it challenged me to think a little bit. I think typically I would say uh, I want Jackson Holiday because he's an everyday player, especially he's a you know a middle infielder who can affect each and every game that he's in. And Skeens is a starting pitcher. You get him once every five days. But then I started to get to thinking, like, Skeens is, from all accounts, I don't know the guy, but from all accounts, like an, an alpha worker, like a baseball dog, like going around telling people, I'm working harder than you. I'm working harder than you. He's a trendsetter in an organization that I think kind of needs that right now uh, like he's going to be a guy that everyone looks to and if he's going around challenging everyone in that locker room like they're going to be better for it so he's kind of like like an organizational changer and I think Jackson Holiday can be that but he also like doesn't have to be that in the Orioles organization because there's other guys there that have already kind of done that so I'm going to take schemes just because of the effect that I think he's going to have on the Pirates organization and Moneyball scouting, he got the girl. Like he's got <laughs> like the it girl right now. The you know the hottest one at LSU. He went and got her. So like there's something to be said about that too. Maybe there isn't, but I'm just making that up. Uh, I'll go skeins. Only you could factor that into the equation. That's True. that's why I love you so much. You know, I didn't even go and think that direction, but man, that's I guess that's the difference between the two of hey, us. Old school scouting's coming back, Chris. <laughs> Is, is that really is that a category we have to check the box on? He got the girl, like that's the I, one. I will say this: I do follow Jackson Holiday on Instagram. He's Paul Plouffe. 
I am going to agree with you. I, like I think that. that I think he's the guy that the Pirates won't baby. One thing I hated about the Nationals and the way they treated Strasburg was that the only time you could talk to him as a media member was after his starts. And I don't care. Once again, it, this has nothing to do with the media. I thought that they isolated him so much that it restricted his ability to grow as like a young man and a human being. I think you have to be able to answer questions in between your starts and stuff like that. I think Skeens is going to be a guy that will stand in front of the camera. Do I think it's the most interesting thing about him? No. I mean, his ability to – yesterday he threw five fastballs in like his 10-pitch inning. Let's see, uh, 100, 101, 99, 102, and 101. Pretty good. Now, Henry Davis, who, of course, is a former number one overall pick and was catching him yesterday, he said, the thing I love about him most is he's not a guy who just wants to blow dudes away. Like, he wants to pitch. And he apparently he's got five different pitches, including one thing called a splinker, which is kind of new terminology, newish terminology, I believe, right? A splinker? Yeah, Duran throws that for the Twins. Yes, yes, he does. Um, so this is kind of fun. I love it that that he wants to be an artist out there as well. I think that's what separates guys who are great pitchers from super elite pitchers. And I'm looking forward to the ride here. I am too. I mean, I usually do not give starting pitchers props like this. So that mm, you I can know tell you. I'm I'm high on this guy. Just because I, I really it's like the attitude that he brings, I think. Obviously, the talent is there. Both these guys are so talented, but I think the overall effect uh, on an organization schemes will probably have a little bit more. Yeah. All right, let's move out to the West Coast where the San Francisco Giants, they have more unfortunate news when it comes to their starting rotation. Uh, Tristan Beck is going to be out indefinitely. He's got an aneurysm in his arm, and so they're figuring out ways to treat it. We hope that he'll be back at some point this year, but but who knows? Uh, this comes right after Keaton Wynn was shut down with a bulky elbow. It sounds like he's back on a throwing program, but once again, we don't know if he'll be ready for opening day. It could be a little while. He's a young guy, so they're not going to rush him. Are the Giants, in your opinion, are they nuts if they don't go out and sign Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery now? Yeah, I, I think they are. I mean, look, everything was already going to have to work out perfectly for them with their starting pitching. You know, you have Logan Beck, who's excuse me, Logan Webb, who's a, a superstar. Like he's going yep. to take the ball and be your guy. I'll even like be willing to say I'll give Kyle Harrison. You could put him almost on that tier. Let's just say that. Like say he's going to go out there and be a guy for you. Everything after that was question marks. You got uh, Beck and Wynn, who have a combined eight starts at the major league level between them. Now they're dealing with injuries. Robbie Ray and Alex Cobb are going to be coming back for you. That's great. They're coming off injuries as well. So you don't really know what you're going to get there. So everything had to work out perfectly for them, and it just hasn't. And we're a week into spring training. So, yeah, like go get some starting pitching depth. I don't know if Snell makes sense for them. Uh, Ken Rosenthal pointed out yesterday in an article, like, he comes with a qualifying offer. Uh, so you lose a draft pick, and if you give him like a short-term opt-out deal, like you're going to lose a draft pick for one year. Like I don't know if that makes sense. Jordan Montgomery does not have a draft pick assigned to him, so I think that makes a little bit more sense for him. Give him a couple years, or you could give him the opt-out deal like uh, Bellinger got. Uh, but I, 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 if I was them, yeah, I would go sign Montgomery and Lorenzen. And if everything ends up working out, and those guys come back, and Ray and Cobb at the beginning, at the middle of the season, come back as well, now you have starting pitching depth that you can deal. No matter what the standings are, if you're out of the standings, go deal it. If you're in the standings, you have a surplus. You can either keep it or go deal and help a, a different area of your team. I think their offense is good enough. Like it's there's not like below average players necessarily. Like I know Luciano's a rookie, and some of the projections aren't as bullish on him, but they have a good enough lineup. Um, 
if they could figure this pitching thing out, I think they can be in contention. So, yeah, I think they do need to go sign some of these guys. And two of them. You know, for years we heard that the Giants, when they're ready, they're going to spend huge, spend huge. And we've talked, I, I don't know how many times in recent off seasons about their inability to get the biggest player out there. They did add some. I, I mean, they actually, I think they, for a while, they spent maybe the second most money in free agency behind the Dodgers for a while. I don't know where that ended up sitting uh, once we kind of all settled. The other young names you're hearing are Wizenhunt, Roop, Mason Black. Hayden Birdsong. I wish these guys luck. I, I don't know enough about them to say, yes, that guy is going to end up projecting right here. But man, you got to give the Giants fans a little bit more than that. I mean, they have they're an outstanding fan base. Jordan Montgomery is the answer to the question. He really is, because we've talked about it. He makes every start. He has improved every season. And then last year, he was a postseason hero. What are you shying away from here? He, he gives you exactly what you're looking for. And let's remember that Robbie Ray can opt out of his deal after this year. So if he's healthy and he wants to go back on the market, he could be done after a half year in San Francisco. And so you have to start planning for your future outside of just Logan Webb and Harrison. And Jordan Montgomery, that's the perfect dude. That seems like a nice little one, two, three right there. And we forgot to mention they brought in Jordan Hicks. That's another question mark. Like you want yes. to use him as a starter, but... Like that hasn't really worked out for him in the past. He's kind of better suited for the reliever role. So, it, like I said, from the get go, this thing had to go perfectly for them to get through the season. And it just, it has it. And it never was. Like, it, not, things don't work out perfectly. So, yeah, I, I do believe Jordan Montgomery is the answer as well. Okay. Uh, Trevor Plouffe is very specific, as you know, about his look, right? He gets dressed to the nines every day. He's got to make sure his hair is on point. That's why he won't let just anybody touch that quaff up there. But when it comes to supercuts, that's the way he likes to go, right? Would you believe that most cosmetology schools out there, they hardly spend any time on men's hair? That's why you got to find the place where the training program is on point. Supercuts, they are proven that reps matter. They know everything from the perfect fade to the latest trends. You don't want to be walking around with some 1977 haircut a la Rose. You want to get cleaned up and look like you got hair to the stars. Did you know that Supercuts delivers more than 23 million haircuts in 2023? And the average review on a scale of one to five stars was 4.88. That's right. Book it. So I want you to head to Supercuts.com today or walk, walk right in for a real smart haircut. That is right. It's the real smart hair experience. Simply walk into Supercuts or visit Supercuts.com to find the salon nearest you today. Go do it. All right. Yamamoto made his Major League Baseball debut the other day on Wednesday. First time I got a chance to see him. It was awesome. It was nearly two perfect innings. Uh, he ended up giving up a hit, but then got erased on a double play, which was very good. What is good enough for him as a rookie? Is it just to stay healthy and make every start? Does he have to be an all-star? Does he have to um, do something great in October? Does he have to be top five in the Cy Young? What is it for the guy who is the highest paid pitcher in Major League history? Uh, I think making every start would be incredible. I think the Dodgers would sign up for that. Uh, and I also think that everyone that has baseball experience, media included, uh, you got to try to limit your expectations here because there are mm. like a, a lot of factors working against him. There really are, Chris. But 
then you see him on the mound and you're like, dang, like those expectations go right back up. So it's, it's difficult to project because like I mentioned, look, you're coming to a completely different league. You don't know the hitters. Now you, you've got great scouting reports and all that. I know he's thrown with the ball in the WBC, but it is a different ball. He's going to be pitching more. Uh, the routine is going to be a little bit different. Like the cities are going to be different. Everything's just a little, you know, odd, foreign to him. Okay. Like that's just is what it is. So like you have to put that into consideration. And if we're talking about, you know, rookies coming up and, and we always try to limit our expectations. Now I know, I know this guy, it's a little different because of what he got paid. But I think we all need to collectively like slow down a little bit. But he's making it hard on everyone because of what he shows when he gets on the mound. Um, so I, I, if, if you said he's going to make every start and he's going to have an ERA somewhere in the threes, the Dodgers will be bouncing up the walls, happy with a first year like that. Then we can start talking about, hey, Cy Youngs and All-Star Games and World Series MVPs and stuff. But I think realistically right now, we just want this guy to be healthy. And he's going to have some really good games, Chris. There's going to be times where he's got no hit stuff for sure. There's going to be some bad games at pitch. Okay. Um, what's the only thing that matters this year to the Los Angeles Dodgers? World Series. That's it, right? So it's postseason. Yes. You know, we're not going to remember if he gets rocked on July 20th this year. Sure. We're not going to remember if he has a 12 strikeout performance on August 4th. It all is dependent on what happens in October. And I know it sounds unfair, particularly for a guy who's moving not only to a new league, but an entirely new country. But that is the world we live in. When you get, when you are the highest paid player in the game, it's when it's money time, what do you show us? And if he goes out and he gives them six innings where he gives up two runs and gets a W in the divisional round, that's what we're going to remember. The rest of it is, you know, you have to go back and look like for Shohei, I forgot he was rookie of the year when he was over here. I had an idea, but I was like, wait, you know, his numbers were good. They weren't like Shohei of the last few years. Did, yeah, he won rookie of the year because we had never seen anything like this before. I had to go back and look and see. I remember Nomomania being nuts in the yeah. mid-90s. He was the rookie of the year. Tanaka? How good was he? He made 20 starts his first year in 2014 with the Yankees, finished top five in rookie of the year. He was an all-star, but I had to go back and kind of look at that stuff. It's the other things that you'll remember. It's the postseason when you are that big, when you are that handsomely paid, and when you are joining a team with massive expectations, fair or unfair, that is it. That's the beginning and end of the discussion. Agreed. I think we'll remember some stuff from his first season just because we'll be able to project You know what we – expect to see from him in future seasons. But I do agree with you. It's all about what you do in the playoffs. 100%. Yeah, I I do. I found it fascinating. I listened to Evan Carter's interview after um, Yamamoto faced the Rangers. And he said, you know, we treated this like it was a real day. Like we went, we watched video on him. Uh, our approach in the cage was different than just getting loose for a regular spring training game. Like there was... Uh, a strategy there was a thought process to it I found that you know fascinating in you know late February to be taking that stance with somebody yeah I mean that is interesting I, I don't know about does that ha does that happen more than than it, it, it might nowadays um but I don't remember many spring training games going over like a hard detailed scouting report but you know when you're facing a guy like this you're like no one's ever seen and you know he has all the hype maybe you do sit down and take a little extra time I can't wait. 
I mean, I love his stuff. I think it's, uh, I think when guys come over with massive expectations and th- this dude seemingly has star written all over him, I'm excited to watch him. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a blast. All right. Uh, let's stay in the NL West. This is a really fascinating story that the athletic did on Chris Bryant. Uh, they had a sit down interview with him. They talked to him about a whole bunch of different things, uh, including his decision to sign with the Rockies, which happened right after the lockout. So, you know, he said that they were talking before the lockout. Then obviously things shut down for several weeks. And then afterward, everybody started signing quickly. Right. And he said he kind of felt some pressure because he was one of the last guys out there and particularly one of the biggest names out there. So um, I want to get his quote up here. He said, it's like, oh, shoot, I need to get in there. And he's talking about spring training. He said there were other teams interested, but I didn't want to wait around. It was a completely different situation for a lot of free agents at the time. I guess I didn't do as much research into the prospects as I could. Well, first of all, really interesting quote. What do you think about that before I get to the big question about him? Uh, I respect his honesty, but that's kind of shots fired at your boys. Um, and, and really, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, do some research. What are you going to go look at Baseball America and see who the top-rated guys are? You're not going to be breaking out film and, and making your own analysis, Chris. Like, people tell you, hey, we got a good system. You read, Maybe you read a few articles, but what are you, what are you supposed to do? Like, what, what more could he have done that he didn't do? I think what he should have said is, I, I went for the biggest money grab I could. Yeah, I mean, that was the – I read this story before that before you sent it over as a question, and I, that was the biggest thing. I was like, man, like, I respect you as a player. Like, statistically, like, the, 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 his career has been excellent. Like, even with these mm. two years in Colorado. Yes, mm. it has, Chris. Mm. Okay. 863 OPS for his career, four all-star teams, an MVP, one of the most w- famous – World Series victories of all time where he fielded the final outs. Like, this guy, it, it's been awesome, T-Rose. We're, we're just thinking about the last year in Colorado or last two years in Colorado. Like, this guy's 32 years old, still has a ton of great baseball left in him. I didn't Does love he? the quote. Yeah, I think so. 100%. Really? Because I think that if most – I think if you were to ask people about Chris Bryant's career, I think, I think if he gets anywhere close to what he was in Chicago, people would be – borderline shocked last time he played a full year of baseball 2021 mm-hmm. 835 ops 124 ops plus what's 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 wrong with that nothing nothing okay. is wrong with that i think that 25 the fact, homers like what, what are we what are we talking about here so the last two years his power numbers 15 homers combined 45 runs driven in 122 games for the colorado rockies uh, his OPS out there is what in the 740s. Yep. It was 885 in Chicago in five plus seasons. That's some elite stuff out there. And it just doesn't feel like there's any way that he could get back to being what he was at one point. Injury prone really now. I'm not rooting against him. I'm just saying. I say, he's, using- I, I say if, if he plays. Like we have to set a number of games. Like let's say this guy get, plays 120 games this year. Oh, by the way, you, that, I, can you believe that that that's the number we're sitting at? We're asking. Well, I don't know. I mean, if, 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 okay, if he's fully healthy, let's give him 160 or 150. 150, excuse me. Okay, 150. 150. All right. He'll have an OPS in the eights. I make that bet with you right now. I mean, I'll take it. That's fine. You want? I mean, I I hate it that I'm rooting against the guy. He's a nice kid. 
Um, you know, here's the problem. When you pay somebody almost $200 million, I think unless they are truly an elite, elite, like top five MVP candidate every year, I need something more out of you. I need something. I need you to bring, I need you to galvanize a clubhouse. I need you. To, yes. Yes. Okay. And here's the thing. Everybody who's been around baseball knows that that's not Chris Bryant's MO. They know that he's a hell of a dude. He's a great guy. He wants to be out there. He is all of those things, but it doesn't, he's not the, Hey guys, let's fucking go get it today. That's not who he is. And he could so, turn into that though. He could turn into that. Like, you want, to you want to tell you what hardens you up a little bit? Some failure. Okay, this guy had never, ever failed in his baseball career. So, like, you know, maybe he didn't have to develop these skills. Now you fail. Hey, I got to be worth something to the organization. I want to still give my statistics there. I want to be in the eights with my OPS. I want to drive in runs. But also you realize as you, as you get a little bit older and you're in a clubhouse full of guys that are, you know, six, seven years younger than you, you got to be that figure especially if you're making the money and they paid you to do that. Like there comes a time where you have to realize there is a transition in my career where it's not just about me and my numbers anymore. I got to be able to pull guys up too. I can't, it's not just about me. I got to be able to take this room and make everybody better. We haven't, I mean, I don't know if he's been challenged to do that necessarily yet because he hasn't been on the field enough. When you're hurt, you can't command a room like that. If you come out and he's producing and he's healthy on the field, we might see a little different Chris Bryant. He's he's getting to that age. The maturity is there. Like he has to figure that out. If not, then yes. If not, Chris, and this guy doesn't take control of the clubhouse and doesn't become a leader like that, then I'll be disappointed. It goes hand in hand though with being available and being yes, productive. Yes. Okay. You you know that. Are you going to listen to guys who a aren't there? And no, I that's mean, what really, I said. You have to be playing. Yes. You have to be playing and you have to be productive. I mean, it, it, he was on his way. It felt like after the first three or four years, you were like, wow, we are watching a Cooperstown experience here. And now it's nowhere close to that. Like, it just doesn't feel like an all star game is even a remote possibility. That's what it feels like. I hate to say that because I really enjoyed watching him play at the beginning of this. Like when he came up and was hitting home runs on a sunny day at Wrigley Field, you're yeah. like, this is just a perfect matchup. Like, what's the deal going to be here? $250, $270 million to make this your home for the rest of your career? That's it. Just Him and Nolan Jones, Bash Brothers. Like, you got the young guy, you got the old buck. Let's be homies. I like it. Fan fiction for Rockies. We appreciate everybody tuning into this podcast. We really do, because we know you have a lot of choices out there. I'm going to tell you about another one, and we want you to give it a listen. It is called The Deal. It is co-hosted by none other than Yankees legend Alex Rodriguez. That's right. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly, they speak with the biggest athletes and entertainers out there and executives. They have talked to already Maria Sharapova and Michael Strahan and Derek Jeter and oh so much more. Here's the deal about The Deal. It takes you behind the scenes into the world of sports, media, and entertainment. It dives into the wins and losses the only way that A-Rod can, and also the lessons learned along the way. Now, we have talked a lot about Alex Rodriguez 
you know, here at John Boy Media over the years. He hasn't shied away from the fact that he has made his mistakes. He has had tremendous successes. He has been the number one pick in the draft. He has been at the bottom trying to figure out how to work his way back into baseball. So he has seen it all. And like I said, the guy doesn't run away from it. But, you know, he one thing he should run away from is the sun. At least put the sunblock on, A-Rod, eh, because he's hung out in the sun a little bit too much recently. I'm sure he talks about that on the deal. It is from Bloomberg Podcast and Bloomberg Originals. You can listen to the deal on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast. We wish him the best of luck with that. He is more than welcome to come on the Rose Rotation and talk about the deal as well. So there you go. All right, before we get out of here for the rest of the weekend, we are making a plea to Major League Baseball executives out there. Do whatever you can to sign Joey Votto because our dude just keeps riding through car washes and hanging out in like Costco parking lots, giving us tremendous social media clips like this one. I'm sick of this. If someone doesn't sign me, I'm not going to put my shopping carts away. Carts are a lot like golf balls. You just want to get them close to the hole. What do we do about our boy? What is going on, bro? And now I know you've never been to Costco because those are definitely not Costco-sized shopping no, I, carts, Chris. I, that's true. That's true. Um, I love Joey Votto. And what have I always said about aging veteran hitters like Joey Votto? If you're a team, bring them on board so they can help your young guys. You should have had them in spring training already. You missed the boat on that. Imagine Joey Votto walking around the cages before the day, talking to your young prospects about hitting. How dumb are these organizations that nobody's brought this guy in? I don't understand it, Chris. So, yes, okay. somebody signed this guy. Well, first, I got to start with the beard, man. I mean, it looks like he's been it's living a in beard. a tree. It's it's frothy. Um, number two, yes, we want to see him back. I want to see him continue on. I, he could still mash right-handed pitching. Go do that. Go be a leader. We want to see you back out there. Number three, I got a real problem with what he said about shopping carts. This is not a closest to the whole gimme. Like, no, no, it's it's the number one thing that drives me nuts when I do go grocery shopping. The number of carts I see just lying out there. Let's finish the job, Joey. This isn't a, a tap in, you know, from from 18 inches away from the hole. Like, that's good. Finish the job. Fin I would say it to his face. You got to push it all the way in there. OK, because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. You know? That's that's your job. I I, I like I'm a 90 percenter on, on shopping carts. 90 no. percent of the time I am no. taking them and putting them where they need to be. But sometimes I'm like, hey, who designed this parking lot and why is the shopping You're cart right. thing way over there? There needs to be yep. more of them. And there are times where I'm like, look, I'll just push it like in front of the spot out of the that's way. That's the worst. It's the worst. No, no, because now you pull in. And you're trying to navigate the space, and you're like, "Oh God, do I have enough room before I hit?" The I already pulled cart? out though, so what is, I'm out. Because take care of the rest of the people in the this. This is the problem with our country. That's the way too many people think like you. Well, it's not going to affect me. I'm out. I hey, got ninety percent's a good. That's an A. No, it's not. A. No, no. This is something that has to be a hundred percent. You have to return the shopping okay. carts. Okay, great. You know what I'm going to do now? Hire What's a that? PI to follow you around and see if you actually do this or not. Great. Or just talking about it. Great. And get, guess what? It'll be wasted money on your part because the PI is going to be like, Jesus Christ. This guy's what? a saint. You, this guy's yeah, a saint. Yeah, I mean, saint. he's returned every shopping cart ever. I have followed him <laughs> all over, all over the place. And I haven't seen him once leave a shopping cart. Uh-uh. 
Got it. I could go on and on about shopping carts. There's this grocery store by me that wants you to to uh they have new shopping carts where you scan the item and just pay like on there. And I'm yeah. like what are the what are the checkout Amazon counters for? Well, we're just taking jobs away from people for these robots. I'm sick of it. Okay, well this is a different discussion. But yeah, I'm willing to have that discussion. But I, I want to talk to you about something that we can control. Look at you. You're like, "Oh, well, I'm not going to be there, so I don't have to do it." Be better than 90% that. Challenge of the time. yourself. No, it's not 90%. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. I'll tell you what is good enough. The everyday performance by Dan Rourke. He is the one-of-a-kind producer of this show. Thank you. It is great to see the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe back with me as well after his snooty little ski vacation. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.